day and welcome to Sakina Speaks. My name is Sakina Ishabani. I'm your host doing the most on your favorite podcast on the planet, Sakina Speaks. Yes, this is the very first YouTube edition of the episode and I'm super excited for what we have in store today. We have a phenomenal leader in the house and let me just tell you a quick quote just to give you an idea of what kind of a person this is. So John C. Maxwell says, a great leader knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. And today in studio, we have such a person. I'm super excited for you to meet him. His name is David Gabwa. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, it means so much to me, and I just really want people to be inspired by your story and inspired by who you are because you are an amazing human being. But I want them to know it as well as I do. So yeah, um, just give us a hearty intro. Hi, how you doing? My name is David Gubwa. It is a pleasure to be here without fear, feeling really, really clear. I am filled with glee. I am seeing clearly and I am so happy to have you here with me. This is how amazing he is. <laughs> anyway, okay, so if you, let's just get right into it. Um, what's the most surprising self-realization you've had? I'd say the most surprising self-realization I've had uh, was that as a young person, I'm not limited to my youth. Uh, so many of us, we have the mentality and the belief that we have to get started once we're older. It's more like, let me enjoy my life now. And, you know, I'll get started once I'm settled, once I do this, once I, once I, once I, once mm -hmm. I. And I think that's something very dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up and I started asking myself questions. I have two hands. I have two feet. I have a mind. I can think for myself. I can do things. Mm -hmm. Why am I not doing more? And uh, I had an epiphany and realized mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of time yeah. and there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. That's definitely like like mine because I'm just freaking out. I feel like I'm not even halfway where I want to be. And um, yeah, we are, we are going and we're trying to run with the horses. So it's, it's really cool that there are many like-minded youth. And this is another reason why I really wanted you guys to get to know who David is because... He's amazing. I can't keep stopping, you know. You are very just, modest. You are very modest. <laughs> That's what he says. So, um, so what's the hardest lesson you've ever learned? I'd say the hardest lesson mm -hmm. uh, that I've had to learn has definitely been how much of a teacher failure can be. Oh man, I failed. <laughs> so um, yeah. very many times. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, there's so many examples I could give, but I'll give one in particular. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really passionate about sport. I love competition. Mm -hmm. I love to compete. Um, I remember in grade 11, I was training to go to essays. Uh, I was competing under Limpopo at the time. Okay. I remember I would show up for practice every day. Mm -hmm. First one in the evening, first one in the morning, two practices every day. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and mm -hmm. I worked. And I was like, I worked harder than anybody who's here. Yeah. Surely I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to qualifiers and I ran and I crossed the finish line. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and I saw the time. And I'm looking at this clock and it's ticking and beating. And uh, well, I just fell to my knees. And I look up again and my vision becomes blurred. And it becomes blurred because uh, everyone that qualified except me, everyone within my immediate squad. And it was just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I started asking questions like, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't want it as much as I do. That's mm -hmm. the way that I felt at the time. Why is it that I put in the work, they're the ones that made it. Mm -hmm. And I failed many more times since then. 
the thing that I learned from that is very beautiful. And that was that, uh, well, failure is never the end. Uh, failure is built a lot of character, but more than that, failure has taught me a lot. Um, and because of that, I am not afraid to fail. And that's something that I think so many of us need to realize. One of the biggest things that holds us back is what if I don't make it? What if I fail? What if I end up embarrassed with egg on my face? But can you imagine how much you would learn from that experience? Because it's either one of two outcomes. Either you make it and it's great and that's beautiful. Or you fail and you learn and you grow and you develop and you become better for it. Biggest lesson I've learned. He's preaching to the choir. <laughs> I'm just totally big on not failing. I'm just like, what if, what if, even with this podcast, it was just a... I actually started it after like a prayer like I just did a prayer and then randomly I was like okay let me try this out and then you know it just went from there but the problem was like procrastination and it's just like but what if every single time I posted an episode I was just like someone please tell me how it sounds because I was freaking out at like does this sound good is this proper I, I didn't want the take it out and then it fails and then it flops and you know rather than the positive outlook on it or this could be good or I could learn so much I, I wasn't seeing it from that angle I could learn from every single mistake that I make because if I identify it now then I'll never make it again that that wasn't the thing and that that's really what people have to have to learn just like you said um really grateful to be on this podcast by the way thank it is you amazing. so much <laughs> thank you so much um especially as the first guest on the show it's such an honor to have you thank you so much for taking time out um, Alright, so what are you most insecure about? I highly doubt that he's insecure about anything. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, my biggest insecurity is my biggest fear. And the biggest fear that I have is that one day I stand before God. And he puts the screen up and he shows me, well, this, this is what I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to influence an entire generation. I wanted you to literally change the world. Mm-hmm. And these were the seeds that I've sown. These are the events that I wanted you to put into place. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't do that. And it's one of those things that keeps me up at night. It's legitimately a constant nagging. It's always eating away at me. I want to do more. If I was not limited by the need to eat and sleep and rest and the physical impairments that come with being human, I swear I'd be working Mm -hmm. 24-7. My biggest insecurity is that I don't accomplish God's will for my life. And I really believe that He's just created me, He's created you, He's created all of us Mm -hmm. for just absolute greatness. And not achieving that, Mm -hmm. not getting to that, um, selling myself short when he's planned so much for me is my mm. greatest uh, insecurity. Whew, okay. <laughs> Guys, I feel like I'm learning more than you are. But um, selling yourself short, keeping you at night, and, and it's, it's just, it keeps playing in my mind and it's just like, this is God speaking again because this is literally, literally what I was... <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't sleep the, the, I think last night or the, the night before, I was woken up by this like thing in my heart and I was like, you know what, I have found my calling. Or even if I haven't found my calling, I even put it on my WhatsApp status. Um, then I, I read found, that status. I found, <laughs> I found the door to 
you know, the door that's going to lead me to that. And it was, it was a beautiful moment, but at the same time, I think I'm always looking at the huge responsibility that comes with that because changing the world, changing a whole generation, just like you said, changing people's mindsets, it's not in a day's work. It's, it, you completely have to give yourself wholeheartedly, sacrifice your life, which is something that I, I really understood. Um, in the past few days, you're not living for yourself. And when you grasp that and you understand that, that's truly when your purpose can be fulfilled. So that's that's a very beautiful thought and a theme that keeps playing in my mind, which is like more pressure added. But I think it's just looking at the positive side that, that we need to do. What she said. <laughs> okay, and then um, if your life was a book, which I would definitely read, what would its title be? Together, we can loosen the shackles of mediocrity that have bound so many to complacency. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because I was in grade 11 and I was writing my prefect speech. Um, and uh, I think I might have consulted you on mm-hmm. that, if I remember I think because I remember that yeah. line, actually. <laughs> and um, I remember I got up in front of the school and I was like, what can I say that describes the way I'm feeling. And at the time, I was like, I want to do what no one else has ever done. I don't want to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were doing this poem mm-hmm. or this book. I don't remember which exactly, but I had an amazing English teacher. Mm-hmm. And there was this one section where you had to describe what mind-forged manacles are. And I'm like, mind-forged manacles? That's like shackles on your brain. Man, that is like uh, subscribing to a mediocre mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we should loosen that. Yeah. It's like, I got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, every single time I'm invited to speak anywhere, I always try and slip that in somewhere mm-hmm. because I really think it's such a powerful statement to be making. So I would call it to loosen the shackles of mediocrity. Wow. Wow. <laughs> For all of you authors out there, publishers, whatever, this is definitely an autobiography that you would, a biography that you want to do. So, yeah. Um, if you're, okay, what's the best thing you've got from your parents? Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> it's my favorite question so far. Yeah. I'm going to show this to my mama. I'm going to show this to my dad. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned from my mom, mm-hmm. she's always telling me, Gold and silver, I can give you these things. But what I give you is Jesus Christ. Because he's the only one that will never leave you, never forsake you. How many ever years after I'm gone? And that's the one thing she's always emphasized above all else. And I'd say that's the one facet of my foundation. The second facet of my foundation, what I learned from my dad. I don't think I've met a human being alive who works harder than my father. Um, He taught me the value of hard work. But in a nutshell, no one's going to do it for you. you got to get up and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. He taught me the greatest talent any human being can have mm-hmm. is the talent of hard work. Wow, I never even knew hard work was a talent. And his father is another amazing human being. So, you know, it runs in the family. His mom is really cool too. Um, just saying that our parents, my parents, pardon. Your parents um, are very cool, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Um, my parents actually said that, you know, what they were telling us because sometimes, you know, we take it for granted that we do know Jesus and, you know, just like the Bible says that you mustn't use this now as a reason to go and sin. Um, but our parents, my parents actually said that we are so lucky, like my siblings and I, you know, our generation, that they were able to give us Christ. You know, they were able to show us the way to Jesus 
unlike them they were like my dad didn't have a bible in the house we didn't have a bible in the house we we went to church so that when we come back we can eat so at least it was a way to try to get them to there but it wasn't really like giving them that and they're just saying you guys don't know how how grateful you should be and how lucky you are so we really are grateful to god for that grace what is the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen most heartwarming thing i've ever seen was Oh, such a good question. Mm-hmm. Right. So the most heartwarming thing I've ever seen was an action that my sister did. Uh, my older sister. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome. She's also awesome. <laughs> uh, she had nothing on her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always giving, giving to everyone mm-hmm. and always trying to help and support people. So she just came from putting in petrol. She used the last of her money to do that. Um and after doing so uh, we go around the corner and uh, dude walks up to the car and he's asking for anything mm-hmm. and uh, uh I didn't have my wallet didn't have anything on me none of us did mm-hmm. um and there is this like perception that if you're driving around in a car yeah. automatically uh you you have it all mm-hmm. your life is good Um and there's a story I'd like to link to this but I'll get to that. So in a nutshell, she takes the loss that she has and she gives it to the guy. Um and then we go off and uh just seeing her heart in that moment um reminding me that it's not what you have or what you give it's always how mm-hmm. um and i was i was driving the other day listening to the radio and i heard an interesting story about a woman and she's driving around in this amazing beautiful brand new fortuna that's about to be repossessed and a guy on the street walks up to her and asks her for for money and she tells him i wish i did but if i could explain to you how i have nothing and I'll probably end up in the same situation as you in like a couple of days time. This dude goes back and he takes out two bananas and he gives it to her because she yeah. told him that well I don't even have food in my fridge at home. Mm-hmm. And that man in his situation looking at this woman who seemed to have it all and he looked her in the eyes and immediately he understood. He saw past the fact that they came from two different races the man being black the woman being white mm-hmm. he saw past the fact that she was driving around in a really big and fancy car mm-hmm. he saw past the fact that this is a complete stranger who could be lying mm-hmm. and he saw another human being that needed help wow. and um these are things that i started to notice a lot more through watching my sister's actions mm-hmm. so i'd say that's the most heartwarming thing i've ever seen I'm about to cry. I'm going to try not to be emotional but that that's a really it goes past being a beautiful story. It's it's something that really touches you and and it it changes lives, man, because you're thinking now I'm in this car, it's about to be repossessed, but a guy that was begging me for money is now giving me food. Mm. I mean, it just puts things into like perspective and and just really does. Wow. Okay. What do you regret not doing or starting when you were younger? I regret not taking more time to think. Um and the reason why I say that is 
we often don't take time to think. We have this idea, this belief, this dream, this goal, um, or we don't. Okay. The thing is, when we do, we just go ahead and try and do things. When we don't, we sit back, do nothing, enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very few times that we take time to think. And that's why earlier I spoke about failure. Mm-hmm. Because you'll go and you'll try things and then you'll fail. Or you'll be too afraid to try things because of failure. But we don't often take time to think and to reflect mm-hmm. on why it is that we want to do something. Why it is we want to get started in the first place. It was in thinking that um, I went into prayer, went into fasting and... Uh, I was just seeking God's face. And it was at that moment that he revealed to me, well, my son, this is why I put you on earth. And I just wish I had known that earlier. It might be that he wanted me to realize at that moment. Um, But seeing and experiencing and having that kind of epiphany, that's where kind of my greatest fear developed. And um, you start to wrestle with all of these questions. Is it really me? Do you really want me to do that? That's one thing I never tell any human being because I'm always praying about it. Uh, But I was like, really? Me? Out of all people? Me? Really? Um, And all of that started when I took time and I really started to think. I started to pontificate. I started to ruminate. I started to uh, just imagine. I started to retreat into myself mm-hmm. and whew, I build, I'm building the determination of an entire nation and that I think is something that's beautiful mm-hmm. so I would want to have thought more whew. I have to do a lot of work now <laughs> putting the pressure on me but there's this really cool quote that I actually found which is you know I was just trying to see how I can like incorporate it into the um into the interview but it says before you are a leader success is all about growing yourself and when you become a leader success is all about growing others mm-hmm. and you've just summed it up and like put a bow on it and just we're on that same wavelength <laughs> and it's by jack welch jack welch i hope i pronounced it correctly but that was just i was just trying to to, to figure out how to put it in and you've just like Put it into perspective. This is this is the main reason why I wanted you guys to meet David because he's a phenomenal human being. I'm not even doing justice to how much of an amazing person he is. But this is just a sneak peek so that you guys can just go out there and stalk him and like feed uh, off uh, of his energy and his inspiration and all of those kind of things. So well, I you. appreciate that. It's it's a pleasure. Um, what job would you be terrible at, contrary to popular belief? <laughs> Uh, what job would I be terrible at? Oh, uh, right. So... Yeah, even he has to think I <laughs> think... I would be terrible at any job that does not have human interaction. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I did a psychometric test and mm-hmm. I found that if you were to use a spectrum between 0 and 10... I'm about 6.5 in terms of introversion, no, pardon me, extroversion, okay. and uh, introversion, the remaining uh, mm-hmm. 3.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
what I found is that one of the things that energizes me is being around people. I love people. Mm-hmm. I love to speak and talk and interact. Yeah. Uh, something we have in common, which is mm-hmm. why I think we get along so well. <laughs> Um, so if I had a job where I was locked away doing my own thing the entire time, I wouldn't enjoy it. And um, that's why I'm speaking in an abstract manner, because any job that you don't enjoy, you won't necessarily be good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say whatever doesn't involve me directly engaging with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay, how often do you play sports? Uh, Play or uh, compete or just generally? In general. Okay. Well, I play sports just about any uh, any opportunity I'm given. Mm-hmm. Um, be it uh, for fun, mm-hmm. or competition, whatever I can get my hands on. There's many sports I'm not good at. Okay. Uh, anything with running, I think I, I can do pretty well. Okay. I can't hit a ball to save my life, though. I can't throw a ball to save my life <laughs> either. Uh, in my sport, we compete... Uh, maybe once or twice a month mm-hmm. and I really love that because mm-hmm. it allows me enough time to train and enough time to compete so I can plan way ahead of time and know that alright in two weeks time we have a league meeting in such and such and such place I need to get my time to this level and so forth uh, so practice I practice about uh, five six days a week depending mm-hmm. on my timetable uh, competition maybe twice a month Okay. Uh, and then actually playing sports whenever I get a chance. Okay, so you're pretty fit then. I'd say I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fit to save my life. It is so bad. Like, I run and I'm like dying inside. So, I don't know. The only sport I could actually play was basketball. Basketball. I remember that. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And it was so, it was so ironic because basketball is like hard in yeah. a way. Because... Those suicides don't play. It's they not called not. A suicide mm-hmm. for no reason. They actually kill you. Like yeah, so, we've um, seen a basketball player's I mean, colors. It's, yeah, that's yeah, impressive. That's that's it's very that's, impressive. That's serious work. <laughs> serious work. So yeah. And then tell us about your journey to becoming the 2017 Laser Run World Champion. Oh yes. Um, so I got a gold medal in the team division, mm-hmm. so placed fifth overall mm-hmm. and got the gold for Team RSA, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, I'd say it was a seven-year journey up until that point, because wow. it was 2010, we were at an athletics camp, mm-hmm. we were all speaking about our dreams, and I said, one day, uh, I want to be one of the best. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of the situation where we laughed about it mm-hmm. and uh, everyone was looking at me like, yeah, you're, you're good, Dave. You're dedicated. You try hard, mm-hmm. but you have a hard time qualifying for districts, let alone competing internationally. Yeah. Um, so I have a friend mm-hmm. uh, who actually stays in Moikluf. We went mm-hmm. to the same school, mm-hmm. the same high school when I was upgrading my matric results. Okay. And uh, she suggests the sport to me. She's like, try the pentathlon. There's a laser run aspect. I think okay. you might be pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was terrible at the shooting. I just couldn't shoot a target to save my <laughs> life. But yeah. uh, I was a pretty good runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I competed at provincials, became a champion. That was awesome. First black champion for junior men. So that was cool. Wow. Uh, then went on to um, essays, got a silver medal. And these were already two dreams mm-hmm. that I had had. For me, 
um, in terms of my goals and my ambition, I was like, okay, this is fantastic. So I went to World Champs. Mm -hmm. My intention was simply to go and enjoy the experience because it truly was a dream come true. That's why I spoke about hard work because mm -hmm. I'm not a natural athlete in the slightest, mm -hmm. uh, but I would do my very best always, every day. Mm -hmm. my, my best today may not be as good as my best yesterday, but so long as it is my best, mm -hmm. it's good enough. Um, so I remember that moment and I'm running and I had two places to make up. I couldn't tell where I was, but I thought the guy two spaces ahead of me might be in third place. So I was thinking if I can pass that guy, I might get third place. Mm -hmm. And this was in the final lap of the final 800 meters we were competing in. Uh, so I'm there and I'm running and my mom screams, my baby, go, go. And I see her and I just got so motivated yeah. and because one time I was praying mm -hmm. um, and my mom came and she prayed with me and mm -hmm. she said, one day you'll be one of the best in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I remember that in that moment and I remember my legs feeling heavy and my arms just flailing. My stride went out the window. I started running like a madman. <laughs> And I chased the guy down and I passed the first guy, I passed the second guy, I passed that guy mm -hmm. and I started to think, all right, yes, mm -hmm. I did it. And I collapsed and I have never felt so exhausted in my life. Mm -hmm. I felt like my legs were about to explode, the weight and the heaviness mm -hmm. and the sweat. I was literally dripping sweat. Mm -hmm. I've never sweat that much. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Um, yeah. And so I'm laying there and um, just kind of spread out on the floor like I had been shot or something mm -hmm. and uh, someone comes and they say Dave, Dave they're waiting for you and I look up and I say I'm tired mm -hmm. tell them I will see them whoever they are yeah. and they tell me now in the winner's circle I'm like well that's only for the medalists mm -hmm. and they say yeah exactly and I'm like dude I just found out that I finished fifth that was my place I said yes you placed fifth mm -hmm. But Team South Africa got first and second. You were the third guy from Team South Africa. That means you're all getting gold. I was like, are you telling me I'm going to be a world gold medalist? And he says, yes. And my legs immediately recovered within an instant. Um, so I went, I put on my tracksuit and the president of the sporting association, the U, um, UIPM, uh, he was there and I Googled this guy before. And he goes, he presents my medal, he shakes my hand, and it was just, I was in absolute awe. Wow. Uh, so, bucket list <laughs> check. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a bucket list, to be honest. But, wow. that <sighs> I'm just so inspired. I'm, like, I'm in awe right now. Like, and I know you. Like, what about everybody who's watching? Everybody's meeting you for the first time meeting you. So... It's, it's really, really amazing to have been born in the same generation as you, to have been growing up with you, right? Well, now I feel like so you're giving like... me too much credit. <laughs> I mean, you see... She, 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 is... She's incredible, by the way. I wish, uh, I wish I could interview her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, um, I don't know, like, I, I live in the future too much, which is actually, like, a good and bad thing. But um, I'm always, like, looking to see the person's potential. Like, if I really do believe in you, then I'm, I'm looking at where you're going. And, and what you have now is, you know, you're going to be there. Like, I, I really wouldn't put past you, put it past you to be president sometime in the future. <laughs> I really wouldn't. And it would be really cool. So, 
you know, you'd be like a Barack Obama, like a Macron. <laughs> so I, I really wouldn't put it past you. But like I'd be a David, but I appreciate exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. But yes, you would, you would be a David and you'd be amazing. So yeah, that's just basically it. I just always like, I see you up in the lights. So I appreciate don't, don't mind me. So if you could be any cartoon character, which one would you be? If I could be any cartoon character, mm-hmm. cartoon, mm, cartoon character, does anime count? Oh wait, I'm, 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 I'm a massive okay. geek, so it's I feel that good. if I were to equate anime and mm-hmm. cartoons, I would get in a lot of trouble. Yep. I may not do that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if I could be any cartoon character, who? Mm, that's that's a question and a half. Uh, all right. Think back. I watched cartoons. I watched mm-hmm. cartoons growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. right? So let me let me think. If I could be any cartoon character, uh, I'm I'm gonna cheat. Okay. Uh, I'd probably be Batman because <laughs> you know Batman was a cartoon character. You are the cartoon at, character at some point. Some point. Um, and uh, but most likely him because. Mm-hmm. He is like the most popular person in the Justice League, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he is technically the most ill-equipped. And yeah. I think that is absolutely boss. Wow. I, I feel like he's like a representation of you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Hanging with Mr. Cooper or Fresh Prince of Bel Ooh. Fascinating fact. This was an argument we had yep. a lot earlier <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. Uh, back then, I said hanging with Mr. Cooper. I, I love Mr. Cooper as well. I, I'm yeah. convinced that I said hanging with the, hanging in with Mr. Cooper. But Fresh Prince. Right now, I'm gonna say Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. I, mean, I feel like Fresh Prince uh, is a lot more timeless. Right. Uh, I could I could legit I'm think I've seen every episode maybe twice. Yeah. All seasons. And I could watch it again. Exactly. Um, All right. Two and a half men or the Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory, hands down. They took being a geek and a nerd and made it cool. Right. I like that. Plus, Sheldon is awesome. (laughs) He is awesome. And then, um, yeah. So, thank you so much, guys. That was the first episode. You cannot have all of this juicy stuff all in one go. But we have a part two for you coming up next week. So, meet us here, same time, same place. For now, Sakina has spoken. <laughs>